Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hi again, everyone. I'm Darren Javag, host of Clean Break, the podcast, and I am here today with Tina Murray, my co-host. Hi, Tina. How are you today? I'm great, Darren. Thank you. How are you doing? Doing great. You know, trugging through. Uh, the, the, the ship is just sailing and we're getting through this. Yeah, it has uh, been an interesting ride for sure. For Absolutely. sure. But yeah. we're adapting. We're adapting the podcast. We're getting people on. We're getting the information people need. It's fantastic. Agreed. Agreed. And vital, vital information. And today's guest is one of those people. So today we have Katie Cassidy on the show. She is a registered psychotherapist therapist for the Kempel Health and Wellness Center. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you. Hey, guys. Hey, Katie. Hi. So Katie, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you do for a living. What it is you do. So uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me on. And uh, Tina, just a super quick correction. It's the Kempfelt Stress Relief Center. <laughs> Sorry. Nope, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so my name is Katie Cassidy. Um, I'm a registered psychotherapist with the Kempfelt Stress Relief Center. Um, I have my undergrad in psychology and a master's in counseling psychology. I graduated in 2013. And uh, yeah, I work with an amazing group of women and one man um, at the center. We're all different practitioners, registered psychotherapists, registered social worker, acupuncturist. And uh, I live and work in the Kempo area. I um, have been in the Kempo area since I was four. And um, the majority of my clients, I would say, are coming through EAP, which is Employee Assistance Programs. Um, I also work with couples. Sometimes I work with families. Uh, the majority would be individual therapy. Okay. So, so the, like you said, the majority is individual therapy. Um, right now, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Well, we're hoping we're seeing the end of the pandemic, but um, I know I know personally, uh, you know, I've had my ups and downs, and I know that there have been, um, you know, a lot of people talking about mental health and the stresses of it on a, on a marriage, on the family, um, you know, and you do see, you know, jokes and memes on Facebook and other social media talking about, you know, the hiring divorce after all this is said and done. Are you seeing an increase um, in, in people coming to you because of this type of stress? And, and strain on a marriage? Well, to be honest, uh, myself and I don't want to speak for other practitioners, but from what I've heard is there's a drastic decrease in clients um, mm. all across the board. Even the employee uh, assistance programs have, have all contacted the workers saying that there's just hardly any referrals right now. Mm. I'm not sure why that is. I'm not sure if people are just comfy at home, um, you would think there'd be more since this is, this is uh, a pretty stressful time. But um, I am noticing that the clients that I had previously who um, maybe have, for example, uh, stress and anxiety, or they deal with, um, you know, for example, panic attacks, those typically have increased um, mm -hmm. 
pretty pretty drastically they're settling out now now that we as humans are like once we sort of become used to things again um the new new of of covid um it kind of settles down for for a little bit yeah i would think that uh, the unknown and the not knowing of covid now it's it's we're we're quite a bit through this now as compared to where we were a month and month and a half ago but the unknown back then it was it was almost like uh, it was almost chaotic you, like the people were like literally online losing their minds about what they thought uh, was going to happen with this and 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 you could feel the anxiety on social media from people right um, so that's a good question so you, so you've seen a decline in the number of people who are reaching out and um, is there any is there any talk in the community and the, and the specialists that you work with as to maybe why that is? Honestly, we're, we're not really sure. Uh, I'm a mom now, so I think that I, I work with um, a lot of young parents. Uh, I know that, like for myself, for example, I don't have, I typically have help with my family, but I'm not wanting, um, I don't have that support mm -hmm. right now, and I don't have daycare support, of course. So mm -hmm. um, I have a feeling that young parents, um, that might be affecting them. It's hard to get a, a, a one-hour, two-hour quiet window mm -hmm. and especially mm -hmm. if people are paying out of pocket right then it's not always you know if i'm spending that money um and it's getting interrupted or i'm constantly having to get up and close the door push mute it's not worth it to them right um we are seeing now some people starting to trickle back i think that as as you said darren that you know now that it's become sort of well Back up two weeks ago, that was a new new, but since Ford announcing yesterday that, you know, it is looking like things are going to start to open again, I think that will give people hope um, to, you know, to, to get back to the new norm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so what, what are some things you might suggest to people? Like, we, we are a divorcing podcast so we do talk about divorce and and I'm sure you must see a lot of clients or some clients at least uh, in your office that are contemplating divorce maybe trying to work their way through not getting a divorce maybe with some marriage counseling is that um, what are some things you would say to a, a couple that are, are coming into your office today um, you know they've they're at the end of their rope because of COVID the marriage was already kind of a little rocky um, Sorry, I keep getting calls in on my phone and I keep going blank. <laughs> um, and so, you know, what, what are some things, what's some advice you would give a couple? So there's a few things. So one I feel maybe one of the most important would be, um, you know, there's a lot of power and oftentimes relief in sort of sitting in discomfort. Um, in 2020, you know, with Facebook, with Netflix, with Instagram, or drinking, or smoking, whatever it is, we're, we're pretty terrified to sort of sit with the discomfort of our emotions. Um, you know, so, so one of the most power, powerful things, sorry, that I would say, even just to start, is just acknowledging that, you know, today might suck. I mean, really, tomorrow might be a better day. Maybe the next day, uh, you know, you get um, like a social distancing visit from family and that boosts you. The next day you kind of fall down, you're feeling lonely, someone you know gets diagnosed with COVID or possibly 
and your emotions are kind of up and down, but there can be a lot of relief in sitting in that discomfort and riding it out instead uh-huh. of spending every single day trying to, to, let's just say, you know, a- avoid that, that emotional state that you're, you know, it's, and like things like crying, for example, that's, that's a release for your body. That's a release for the energy of, in your body. Mm. Now, do you normally like, let's say, I mean, this is a tough question, right? Because obviously if you got a couple who's going through divorce or maybe wasn't prior to COVID, but now in the middle of COVID have decided, I don't know if I really want to be with this person anymore. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, I'm in the house together. Yeah, yes, exactly. And yeah. I think, I think that's that part, that is part and parcel for why there's so many memes, right? Tina is that there's, yeah. there's a lot of people out there asking some very serious questions, you know, um, because now unlike before where they had distractions in their lives to kind of keep them, you know, from thinking about, their partner or their marriage or their relationship. And if this was really where they wanted to go, now you've got people who are almost being forced into focusing on, is this what you want in your life? Right. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe a little more time to do it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so I think my question here is, and I, there was a bit of a lead up there. Right. But, but do you think, do you think, that people should be honest with themselves or honest with their partners. Now, if they're even thinking that like, like should they be sharing that? Should they not be sharing that? Like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, throwing that out there. Oh, that's a, that's, that's a funny question. And it's, it's a really, really valid and good question. Um, Okay. So here's the thing. If we're, if we're going to going back to what I previously said about sitting with that discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. How many times, either personally or someone you know, have you stayed in a relationship and you don't have, don't, you guys don't have to actually answer it, but I know you're both thinking like, oh God. <laughs> um, you know, how many times have we stayed in a relationship for maybe just months, maybe even years, decades, more than, you know, maybe what was meant to be, like, however you want to say it, more than we could handle. And again, like how, how, I, how I mentioned with avoiding emotions, we do the same thing with couples. We just, with our partner, I should say, we sort of, um, the issues build up mm-hmm. and the resentments build up and seeds are planted and they just keep growing and growing and growing. Match that with our discomfort to ask those big questions. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're in the middle of COVID thinking, holy crap, I've been, pardon my language, I did warn you, Um, (laughs) you know, I've been three weeks at home with this person, and I really just don't think that this is going to work out, because now, now all those issues that you could go to work and not think about, you know, go for, for a few drinks with your friends after work, you can't do, we can't do that anymore, so, Mm -hmm. you know, back to your question, do I think that we should be honest with ourselves, of course, I think we should be honest with ourselves, but that's, that goes for anything in life. You know, are we in a career that we, that we hate? Are we, you know, is there something going on with it, with our family connections or with our kids that it's just so difficult that we can't address it. So we let it go and we let it go. It's the same thing as a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as, as, you know, having, having health issues. We, we have something, we know something is there and then we let it go. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. then years later we go to the doctor only to find out it's way more serious than it probably Mm -hmm. would have been if we had gone earlier on. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a very good point. So So, Tina, I got to ask this question. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm going to hold your feet to the fire a little bit on this because you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of fine opportunity in, in when you're in the middle of, of challenges in life, when there's a challenge, there's always a lesson to be learned and there's always an opportunity if you look deep enough. Right. So I'm wondering if people are, are thinking about this, about confronting their, their, their spouse or their partner and saying, you know, starting off, um, would you suggest some techniques on to do that? Like if you're going to, if you're going to kind of open that floodgate, obviously you want to try to do it as gently as possible, right? Cause you don't want to be confined with this person and have to deal with, you know, like letting these things out and then having to be with them. So I'm just wondering, is there some ideas that you could give people or what you would risk, what you would suggest that people could do to kind of, you know, get the conversation started without just, you know, throwing everything on the person all at one time, at one time. Um, okay, that, that is a loaded question. You're right. I know. <laughs> but no, with, with that being said, um, it, it is a really, really fair question. Um, and I would say couples therapy. Okay. <laughs> Great really answer. Well- yeah. So, <laughs> and this is not to me. promote myself. This is not to promote myself no, no, or, or no. anything. Because um, here's the thing, right? If, if you're at the point where, again, depending, like, does something happen and now you've got, and that happened 10 years ago and there's mm. 10 years of resentment. Mm. There's a reason that that conversation hasn't taken place. Right. Typically, typically what it is, is that we each have a different communication style and we each have a different conflict style. Meaning we, you know, you might like to address the situation right away. Whereas your partner might want to walk away. Right. If you have your own personal anxiety, of that person walking away, then you keep, you know, bickering and bickering and bickering. Like, well, just, just answer me. Just come, come back, come back, come back. And the other person to no fault to their own either. It depends on how you're raised, what your style is. They, they can't, they've emotionally checked out. They're on the defensive. So they've walked away. Mm. Um, I'm kind of getting lost in, in train of thought here. No, um, I, I think that's, that's fantastic. Like, I mean, I think you identified some of the things I was talking like, I'm happy that you addressed, which was when it comes to communication, not Mm -hmm. everybody hears the same way. They don't hear the same thing. They don't respond the same way uh, Mm -hmm. because no one lives in each other's shoes, right? We're our own people, our own life experiences. And we perceive things differently, right? So I may have perceived the reaction of my partner differently than what he intended it to be, you know? And, and, And that could be, the way he said it, it could be the way I'm feeling. I could be emotional today, and t- yesterday it wouldn't have bothered me, but today it's like now sending me off the deep end. So there's yeah. definitely, you know, and then the other thing I, I think is, so uh, I, I totally 100% have no problem with couples therapy. I think it's, it's awesome because sometimes you just need someone else to, uh, like a neutral or a, like a neutral space. Yeah, like, and not even a referee, just somewhere that you can both sit and go, this is my perspective, and I'm not blaming you, and you're not blaming me, but let's openly talk about it. And so, but you know what, I have heard of people saying, you know, 
I blind, they, they're blindsided by the other person saying it. You know what I mean? I thought everything was going great. And then you now want to go to couples therapy. What's wrong? You know, yeah. how do you even, even how do you even say that to your partner? Yeah. Yeah. But Tina, I mean, really, you know, going a little bit further on what you're saying there, um, the, the really beautiful thing about seeing a couples therapist, um, you know, not that we are, you know, necessarily referees, but we can mediate a conversation. Sorry, that's my cat. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm not even at home. Why do I hear my kid? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's your cat. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to, to be able to sit down, because again, like I said, if the conversation hasn't been, if the issue hasn't been resolved, it's because, you know, possibly a communication issue, conflict style, especially if you're years down the road um, with that issue having, having happened before, you know, so being able to sit down with a couple's therapist where they can mediate and say, okay, you know, uninterrupted. That's a huge, huge thing because most couples, what happens is you start talking, you take the other person takes it personally. The second that someone takes it personally, um, you're you're thinking of defense. So you're now no longer listening, and we each have our own triggers, we each have our own past, we have our own childhood, um, and we tick a different way. So you know, being able to sit down with someone who can say, you know, did you hear what that person said? Instead mm -hmm. of planning your attack, did you, did you really, really hear what, what this person just said to you? Mm -hmm. And you can even ask the other person to paraphrase it. And, and sometimes just having that conversation of, listen, he's not trying to be an ass by walking away. This is his conflict style, right? Mm -hmm. This is how he communicates. So if the couple can set up grounds of, listen, I need, I, I have like an anxiety for whatever reason if we don't have that conversation done right now, you know, but you speaking to your partner, you need to walk away and we talk about it the next day. So is there a way that we can meet each other, you know, maybe halfway? Can, can you walk away and then let's put a two hour timer on or, or whatever works for you guys. And in two hours later, we kind of, you know, re, attempt to rediscuss, you know, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, like what you were saying, Darren, for, 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 for issues that have a lot of resentment issues that happened a long time ago that still aren't being discussed. I would definitely strongly recommend seeing a couple of therapists because there's obviously some reason that, that that's not getting, you know, moved forward. From. Well, I think one of the things that you said that I really, I really appreciate is and I didn't mean to use the word referee though, Tina, it's just <laughs> when you have somebody no. in the middle, no. you're, you're keeping some, you're keeping people, you're keeping people moving forward in a respectful way. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think one of the challenges for many relationships is, you know, when you've built up enough time with a person, you know what buttons to push. Right. So when you're not getting your way in the conversation, what I see sometimes is people will push each other's buttons to get a response, right? And, mm -hmm. and when there's somebody like you in the room, you can address that and say, that's not fair, you know, or, or however you do it, you know, in your own yeah. style. Um, but you keep people saying, look, let's focus on what's important, right? So I appreciate having a referee or somebody in the middle of the room to say, you know, let's respect each other 
and let's deal with the facts, right? Or what, what it is that the issues are, right? Do, do you currently, are you currently doing like online couples therapy? Like, will you do a Skype, uh, not a Skype, but a Zoom meeting or something like that? Yeah, so virtually uh, we're doing over the phone and over video, whatever the client prefers. Um, but yeah, I would say actually all, all of my couples right now, um, it's video. But the majority of individual are are over the phone. It just kind of depends on, um, yeah. you know, I, I would definitely prefer couples, at least that I could, I mean, obviously face-to-face is, is the best, but uh, video would be better because then it's the best because you can sort of see the interaction between the two. Um, so it's okay yeah. for now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've had to adapt, right? But as we all have, but it's definitely... Um, stressful times and and I think the information you've given up given us is is incredibly um useful and um good to have really I think in all relationships and and you know there are times where people are are seeking marriage counseling and and it doesn't it doesn't end up in a in a saved marriage but um you know, at least I, I love the idea of people trying, you know, just yeah. trying and maybe, maybe, maybe it's singles therapy until you're ready. Is that, is that something yeah. like you would suggest to do? Like, I'm just not ready to uh, talk to my husband yet about it type thing. Yeah, for sure. Individual therapy. I mean, because that's, that's the thing, right? We, we've each been raised a different way. The majority of us have been through something that has left us with, with some kind of baggage at some point in life um you know and and we somehow for some reason have this expectation that you begin a marriage together or let's just say a relationship and all of a sudden those issues just don't exist Mm. like your baggage shouldn't affect me and your baggage shouldn't shouldn't affect me but that's not the reality the reality is you know this happened to me and that's why i'm this way and i need to improve that because i want to be better for for me not because you're nagging me to, to, to go do it. That's another thing. If, if a couple comes and not to throw men under the bus, but a lot of the men don't want to come. They're there because it's an ultimatum. But after the first session, nine times out of 10, if not more, they're like, yeah, we, we really should have done this a long time ago because of that stigma that we have for mental health. Why is it that if, you know, I've busted my knee, I go to the physiotherapist. There's no shame in that. And I don't go typically years later. I go when I do because it hurts and it's inflamed. So why is it that, well, I know why. It's because of the stigma that we have for mental health. But, you know, it's the same thing as a relationship. To have, you know, cheating happen or, or an accident or, or maybe your, your partner is a paramedic and they've got PTSD that's also extremely stressful, whatever it might be. You know, how come it is that we, we wait and we wait until, you know, you're coming to a therapist with divorce papers typically because of the stigma for mental health. So, um, you know, that's why I appreciate your guys' podcast too. And, you know, any, any resource that's reliable that sort of helps to break down that stigma because it's, it's, just, it's just our mental health. Yeah, that's powerful. Katie, mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Yeah, I, I feel better already. I gotta tell you. Um, <laughs> but if why don't if if possible, could you share share with the uh, listeners how to get a hold of you? Um, yeah, so you can get a hold of me at the uh, Kempo Stress Relief Center. Um, the phone number would be. Should I give the phone number? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Go for it. Two eight 
Okay. Tell you what, we are going to post your information on the podcast. And I'm we're sorry. also going to put a link from the DivorceNet website over to um, your website as well if people want to get in touch with you. And, Thank you. And, no, that was awesome. This, I think it was fantastic. Tina, anything to wrap up with? No, just apologize for my cat and dog. Please, and I, I apologize for the video and the video call entering. <laughs> All good. All good. Anyways, thank you, ladies, and we'll, everyone else, thank you for joining us on the show today, and we look forward to you coming out to the next podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Thank Bye. you. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, clear and simple divorce advice from trusted local professionals.